Do you find yourself stopping short of posting on Instagram because you feel that your photos are not good enough? We get it. Because no matter what your intentions are on the platform, it is primarily a visual medium. Which means if you want to attract the right audience, you're going to have to step up your visual game. So in today's episode, we will be talking about your first camera upgrade and other ways to elevate your Instagram posts, even if you only use your phone to take photos. And we will be sharing our thoughts on what lens you may want to consider as a beginner and why you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to achieve amazing results. So grab your favorite drink, start your laundry, and let's chat. Hi, this is Chelsea. This is Michael, and we are Coffee with Creators. Come sit with us and let's talk about content creation and all things creative. So welcome to our scrappy little podcast. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon, Chelsea. Uh, We should tell them our little secret, what we've been doing this entire time. Yeah, we spent 27 minutes talking about absolutely nothing. That's ag- that's exactly what we were doing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we probably should have hit record. So yeah, we spent a good chunk of time just chatting, which is yeah, which is actually really cool. There were a lot cool. of ideas being shared and a lot of um, things that we want to do in the near future. For sure. Yeah? Mostly Michael. Mostly I didn't really me. have anything to share. <laughs> what did I talk about? I don't know. You just kept nodding your head and taking pictures of I your did. dog. You're I like, did. I did. This old do man that. just will not stop talking. <laughs> I did actually. I posted an Instagram story because my dog is laying in the chair next to my desk, and she's just like laid out. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild. Yeah. So if you, anyways, if you guys see that story post on Chelsea's profile on her Instagram at Chelsea underscore Horn, yeah, that means that was the exact point when Michael was just talking her head off, and she was just not paying attention anymore. True story. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were legit. What happened? We were talking about uh, Clubhouse and how it's gaining a lot of traction lately, and it's kind of cool. It was on the news this morning. Yeah, it's always on the news now because oh, okay. all these like prominent figures are on it, and mm-hmm. the most common words that you will hear when you're on Clubhouse is value, um, mm-hmm. knowledge, um, expert. And I'm making, I'm poking fun, but I use Clubhouse a lot, and I do, I do too, I do, every day. I do think that they do provide. Like that app does provide a lot of value and knowledge and um, you get, you gain access to these experts, right? Which is cool. Mm -hmm. So Chelsea and I uh, were thinking maybe we should do something that's similar, like start a room basically, but we're not going to start a room because we're, (laughs) we're going to be sharing knowledge or because we claim to be experts. No, we are not experts. No, we're not experts. But not in the least, but we're just trying to think of a way how we can start a community or maybe interact with our listeners um, mm-hmm. through the app. I think that'll be fun. Like maybe one episode, not, not even a one episode, but just instead of recording an episode that week, we can just host a room on clubhouse and be like, yeah. come hang out with us. And we can talk about what you're doing and what we're doing and, you know, share ideas because, um, yeah, yeah. Chelsea and I have a creative meeting every week, uh, with, a other, a bunch of other creators. And mm-hmm. yesterday was one of those, one of those sessions. And we actually just had fun. We were just sitting there talking about what we're working on and kind of just poking fun at each other. And it was cool. Yes. Right. Yes. And so if any of you ladies are listening, Chelsea is the only girl in this meeting. So you guys, you ladies need to come over to clubhouse and talk to me because I'm tired of talking to men all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't feel bad for Chelsea who one of, one of the, one of our, um, like group members said that, right. It's like poor Chelsea. She's always, she's like the only female here. I think it was John, right? Was it John? I think it was John. Yeah. He was, 
at the end, he was like, Chelsea, thank you for being here. <laughs> He's so yeah. sweet. That John's was so, so nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're thinking about doing that. And I think that's a that's a cool plan. Um, it's still in the works. And maybe by next week, we'll have something fairly yeah. solid uh, that we can work off of. But I wanted to know what you guys think. I want to know if you would love to be um, a part of it, like if you would love to check it out. Unfortunately, I think Chelsea um, Clubhouse is only available on iOS, I think. It is. It's only available through iOS. And to be able to get um, an invite, I guess, you have to have an iPhone and a cell phone number. So Yeah, so mm, that's going to be a little tricky because no one just wants to give random phone numbers, right? That's, I think right? that, I mean, that's the trickiest part. Like one, one of my good friends asked me for an invite and I actually have an invite. Like, uh, I have six of them. Yeah, I have several. It's just, I don't announce it because I don't want, I don't either. you know what I mean? I don't know what, I don't even know how, I mean, I know how to announce. I'm not silly, but um, like, how do you go about that? Like, Hey, I've got six invites, but you've got to give me your cell phone number. And cell phone numbers are like personal. It's very personal. Know? Like, I, and I don't want to give my cell phone number. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, um, not to just anyone. Yeah, so that's the reason. And I think that's one of the secrets why it's growing because it's very, the quality of the audience is, it's good. Imagine all these prominent figures on it and they have phone numbers of other prominent figures. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a good quality of, of yeah. audience. So I think uh, that's one of the secrets why it's growing so well. Like it's not yeah. spammy yet. It's not. It's not yeah. spammy yet. Um, not yet. That's kind of one thing I've been watching for yeah. to get there because, you know, it, it's only a matter of time. It, it is will. only just a matter of time when everyone's on it finally. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe we can do that if we have enough members. Even heck, if, even if there's like four of us, even it'll be if fun. it's just us, yeah. I don't care. It's I mean, just you and me. <laughs> Me and you. Look at these two clowns. We should have just recorded the podcast and saved everybody else. I know. Instead, we Um, just have we just hosted a room with no one listening, and no one can ever listen to it because we didn't. No one can ever listen to what we talk to because it's just you and I, and it disappears after. Um, But I think Michael, it would give our listeners a good opportunity to interact with us because they can actually talk to us if we invite them on on stage. So yeah. Definitely. I hope you guys are interested. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Send um, the Coffee with Creators a message if you're interested. I'm probably going to put up a poll on my Instagram account. Maybe, Chelsea, you should do the same thing and just ask yeah, people. Yeah, I can do it too. Um, and it will, we'll start becoming more active on the official Instagram page as well. Nicole's rather busy, so and Chelsea and I are like, dying right now We're like nicole we need I your forgot help. about coffee with creators instagram page <laughs> i know <laughs> terrible i know we're so bad no we're just so busy we but anyway for today's topic it's going to be a good one and i think a lot of people uh can can relate to this uh, i definitely could can i could too yeah. i was just about to say i could have definitely used some help when i was first starting this journey yeah. two and a half years ago um because when i started i didn't have anything and i didn't have anyone telling me like what exactly I needed. There was all of these blog posts and like all of this crap that I was intaking, but it was all like expensive cameras. Like you need this one. This is the newest one. This is what you need. So it's going to be, hopefully a, we can, hopefully we can be some of a, a value, bring value to you guys. For sure. Getting started. For sure. So what we're going to be talking about is your first camera upgrade. So this is strictly, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it strictly Instagram, right? Okay. Strictly Instagram and what type of camera we would recommend for people to buy 
or borrow or not rent. steal. Yeah, rent. <laughs> I can't come to think when of the word started, steal. I actually, so when I first started, I rented a lot of my lenses because lenses get very expensive and you don't always use them all the time. So you can rent them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, we should probably dispel the myth then or maybe clarify it. Like, you know how people say it's not the body, it's the lens. What are your thoughts on that, Chelsea? I think it's the the camera operator. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that I've is true. always said that. I've always yeah. said that. And it it's really all of the the things kind of combined together. It has a lot to do with the body of of the camera, especially if you're shooting video and you're doing handheld, you're going to want image stabilization. Mm-hmm. A lot of cameras don't have that. And there's only so much like steady movement you can do being a person. I know I I mean for me especially. But for the lens, yes, the lens takes a lot a lot of the accountability as well because depends on how fast the lens is. But really, it takes the knowledge of the person operating. The yeah, camera. definitely. Because think of all your your favorite, like I'll think of my favorite photographers when I was younger. Actually, actually I can't name any of them, but I know their work. <laughs> my point is, um, okay. back then, they had old school yeah. equipment, right? But they they still look good to the to the, for they today's standards. They were pushing yeah. out some some bangers. Yeah. So, so. And I remember that too. I remember being very um, enamored by photography at a very young age. Yeah. And you don't you don't know what all goes into it until you are a photographer and you're like, oh my god, you can't just go out in the middle of a field and like snap a photo and go home and expect it to be really good. Like there's things that you have to take in account. Yeah, especially if you think that the equipment can make up for all of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess our point is don't uh, burden yourself with with all these features. Yeah, features. Having the best camera. Don't worry about having the best because really at the end of the day, it's what you need. It's your knowledge. Yeah, it's it's what you need for what purpose that you're trying to uh, to meet or achieve. So Chelsea, what would you recommend um, someone who, who wants to get their first camera? Any thoughts on that one? Yes. So, um, like I was saying, I wish I had somewhat, I had someone to tell me, like, don't buy the most expensive camera. I started out with a Nikon. But the one that I recommend is obviously Canon. I'm a big Canon fangirl. But it's the Canon M50 Mark II. You can get just the body, I think, for like $600. And those lenses, I know we'll talk about those later, but they are super cheap, like $200 or something. Yeah. So, I would say... For someone just starting out, wanting to just shoot photos for Instagram, Canon M50. How much is the M50? Uh, I think like six hundred dollars. I have it. Okay, and that's brand new, so you can even seven hundred. Yeah, six ninety nine. You can even that get comes like with that comes with the fifteen to forty five millimeter lens. Okay, yeah, so it's a good seven hundred bucks. You yeah. take it out of the box, you start snapping your food photography or whatever you're doing. Yeah, so. Um, I agree. You can get like, you can get a lot out of like a basic camera kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would actually say that you can buy used even. I know people are a, a little iffy. It really depends on your personality. Um, I'm not so worried when buying used camera equipment as long as obviously as long as they're working, but, um, I'm not so into it that I need to know how many shutter clicks or what do you call it? Like, um, um, yeah, because you uh, you can you can tell, I guess you can find out how many clicks that camera's has gone oh, through. Oh, 
You're saying like how many accusations? Accus on the ac actuations, actuations. That's. That. I didn't know what you're talking about. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I was like, do you want to know how fast the shutter speed yeah, I'm is? I'm sorry. Like, I told you we weren't experts. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we weren't experts. No, but um, we're not. Yeah. Absolutely. So my my tip would be to not even also don't worry about the brand. Most brands right now have amazing cameras, even if from their entry levels to their you know the higher mm -hmm. ones. Each brand has their have their, their own strength. Uh, like Sony's, for example, is really good with <laughs> what? Why are you laughing, Chelsea? I was waiting for Michael to say it doesn't worry about the brand, but Sony <laughs> has a great starter camera. <laughs> Don't worry about the brand, but Sony is the one to get. No, um, so, Sony is the only is really, one you need. <laughs> Sony is the one with with good uh, low lighting, and I can attest yeah, to that. Yeah, their I the ISO is better. It's crazy. In, in, it's higher, I guess you should say. Yeah, but but again, I don't use the maximum uh, feature of that of that camera. That. So again, it doesn't matter. We're just babbling <laughs> here. But I would recommend that you get a camera that you can afford right now. So a camera that can be used. I mean that that might be pre-owned. So get it on Facebook Market or Craigslist. Don't go to Craigslist because it's creepy now. Don't go to Craigslist. Yeah. They're creepy. But um, Facebook Marketplace is a little bit more reliable, I think, mm -hmm. um, and get one that you can afford. So if you can only afford like $200 camera, $150 camera, you can find one. You may not find the smallest one, like a mirrorless camera. You can find a DSLR, which are basically digital cameras. It's the same thing as uh, mirrorless, but they're a little bit bigger. They're older. They have, so DSLR, they have the mirror. So the shutter is like the, the mirror. Can, it's like, yeah, you can really hear it and and see it right. If you take off the yeah, lens, you can, can see it. you can yeah. see the mirror like flipping. Um, mm -hmm. Again, we're using the wrong terms because we're not. We are. We absolutely are. <laughs> um, that's like. I mean, I started off. I didn't have anything but a DSLR camera until the Canon R mm -hmm. came out. I swore I would never switch to to mirrorless, but. When Canon released their mirrorless, I jumped on that bandwagon super quick. I yeah, I jumped on the uh, the bandwagon very late because I had my we Nikon D seven thousand. I had a D two hundred and I sold that because I never really used it that much. And then I had my wife gave me a D seven thousand, which was one of the first few cameras who offered like a video video capabilities, mm -hmm. but it sucked. So. But I still had video. And they mostly did. Yeah, they mostly did. They mostly did. did when they first came out. And then I bought a point and shoot. So the point and shoot was great. It was great for vlogging. It was great for like super quick um, photos and great video. But that broke. And when that broke, I had to go to Best Buy and exchange it. And that's really the only reason why I got into the, the mirrorless game. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, my if Chelsea recommends Canon, um, the M50 for a beginner, a starter camera, I would recommend any of the... The, the entry level A6000 series for, for Sony, because it's also a great camera. It really, there's too many of them to really list, but if you're looking for just a camera that's small and easy to take pictures with, mm -hmm. I'd recommend that. But if you still can't afford it, oh, by the way, you can get those in the used market as well. But if you still want to save a little bit more money, go for a DSLR, Nikon, Canon, um, Fuji. I don't, I don't know if Fuji does have a DSLR. I don't even remember. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say, um, if you're on a, a really strict budget, you can get the Canon Rebel T6, and oh, that's yeah. like their super entry-level DSLR. It comes with an 18 to 55 millimeter, and it's $300, and that's used. Yeah. And that's 
that's from, I think, Canon's website. Yes. So you know it's been very well looked over and, and everything. So, yeah, I mean, just do like a Google search for what your budget is. and You will find something. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you do Sony or if you do Canon. Once you grow into your photography or cinematography skills, you'll find what you like. Yes, you'll find... That's what I did anyway. Exactly. You'll find the features that you, that are missing from the entry-level ones, and then you can mm-hmm. upgrade. So I always say buy the cheapest camera for now. Just make sure that one... My recommendation is that one, you can change the lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. the reason why we don't buy point-and-shoots point because the point-and-shoot... Yes, they are a little, you know, a step up from using your camera phone. And although you can manipulate the settings to like a manual setting, you still can't change the lenses. And it's a part of the learning process. So if you want to really learn photography and get better at taking pictures, then you want to learn the differences between the lenses. So yeah, um, that would, so my recommendation would be get a camera that you can change the lens and also you can put it on fully, full manual. And Yeah, and the reason why, it doesn't mean that you always have to use manual. Some people use automatic. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, but that's you don't have that's to. the only way that you can learn if you use the manual, right? So yeah. if you know the basics of the manual of a manual setting, then you can use whatever other setting that the camera has. I but I guess if you're getting a DSLR or a mirrorless, or you're getting in like a um, into photography, you will want to learn how to use the manual controls, right? For sure. That's always my first thing that I recommend. I usually say don't worry about which camera you get as long as you can remove the lens, number one. Number two, you can shoot in manual. And as soon as you pull that camera out of the box, you start using manual. Yeah, exactly. Only because it's the only way you're going to learn. Like Michael said, Mm -hmm. if you want to grow your your photography skills, go ahead, bite the bullet, take it out of auto. There's only four things that you really have to think about and they, they all relate to each other and when it comes to mm-hmm. setting, right, Chelsea? Like, mm-hmm. one is the shutter speed. Second ISO. is the ISO. Third is the aperture. And there's only three. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know where he's getting that fourth, but I'm going to see which one he said. I'm going to see what he says. <laughs> and then maybe I'll correct him. Maybe not. <laughs> well, this is a very interesting episode so far. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, talking about lenses, Chelsea, what would you recommend in terms of lenses? So, obviously, the kit lens, when, when, when you hear the word... Uh, or the phrase kit lens, what it really means is the the lens that comes with the camera when you buy it. So that's usually Mm -hmm. a kit lens. Uh, It's usually a cheaper one, usually a cheaper lens. I know the first camera that I bought and got the kit lens was the Canon, the R, the ESR, and it came with the 24 to 105. Everything I had read up until that point, it was like forego the camera, you know, the kit, the kit lens. Don't waste your money on that. Just buy another, like just buy a prime lens, for example. And so that's what I did. I got a, a prime lens 50 millimeter. And that's still what I recommend is when you're starting, start with prime lenses. Number one, they're cheaper. Number two, they have a wider aperture so you can get that really good blurried bokeh background. You can let in more light. So if you don't have budget for like extra lighting, do what Michael does and set up by the window and <laughs> crank that aperture wide open. Yeah. You should be good to go. Um, so Chelsea, what, yeah. what what would differentiate a prime lens from a regular kit lens? So a kit lens is usually one that is a zoom, a zoom lens. So it'll go from like, like I said, 24 to 105. You can have the, shit, what is it called? Aperture. 
No, not aperture. <laughs> I don't know. Are you thinking of an extra thing? Focal length. Oh, focal yes. Length. <laughs> so you can have, just cut that out, please. You can have the focal length okay, anywhere from 24 millimeters to 105 millimeters. That's what the zoom ones. With a prime lens, you're only going to get 50 millimeters if you if you bought the 50 millimeter, if you bought the 85, you're only going to get 85. Right. So you're basically stuck with choosing one focal length for prime lenses, yeah. right? So you have to choose yeah. whether, um, maybe before we even dive into the prime lenses, we should probably encourage them to use the kit lens only because that's how you figure out what focal length you prefer. True. Right. Some people True. shoot that's wide. Great advice. Yeah. I, I used to shoot just complete like wide all the time. Like I was always looking for the widest lens, like, 18, really? 16 millimeter, like 12, like that's like super wide. Like you can capture I an entire room. Basically. I can't do 12. 12 starts to like distort it starts getting a little warped and distorted. Yeah. And I can't do that. I've actually never, I, I did once just to see what it was like. I couldn't do it. But people who are in um, real, estate real estate photography or landscape photography, that would be a great yeah. option for them. It, but I'm not yes. in either of those. So things. you probably need to play around with the with the kit lens for for a bit that's a really great great idea and yeah. plus it saves you money it saves you money usually the kit lens is pretty cheap and kit it lenses are, are good travel lenses you know what i mean like if you just mm -hmm. want to bring your camera along and you know you have at least that range if you want a wider shot or like a tighter shot um it's a decent lens it's you'll understand later on why it's cheap because it does not the quality of the of the photos are not going to be as amazing as a prime lens so yeah. if you determine like i'm a wide shooter i shoot like 24 millimeters or 18 um then get a prime lens that corresponds to that or if you're a 50 millimeter or 35 or 30 millimeter you can get a prime lens that's 35 millimeters so again chelsea let's go back to like talking about the prime lenses um prime lenses basically have one focal length right and what other advantages do prime lenses have over the kit lenses? So they usually have a wider aperture. So you'll see on the lens like 50 millimeter, 1.8. That means you'll be able to open that aperture ring or whatever. You can open the lens wide up and it will let in a ton of light. You can get that nice blurry bokeh background. I think I mentioned that already. Um, so that's another advantage yeah, of so, the prime lens. So those, uh, the bokeh basically is the blur in the background, mm -hmm. right? So And that's really good. I know a lot of portrait photographers use that. Yeah. So you can kind of distort the background behind your subject and bring your your subject forward and it really complements one's face. It, yeah, skin. it's like super sharp and super yeah. it just looks it's very commercial like. Um and But and one of the funny things is if you open your aperture say say you're at 1.8 Probably just the person's nose is going to be <laughs> in focus. To be in focus. So, <laughs> like theoretically, I have a lens that that shoots one point eight. I've never shot one single photo at one point eight ever. Yeah, because of because that, right? Because it, it's it's almost like it's unrealistic to me. It's like yeah. my whole object isn't even in focus. Like I need to. Then that's like, that's when you have to. That's when you have to step away, right? Step away from a mm -hmm. little bit. So this is where you yeah. get into like. Um, um, like the distance, like your actual distance from the object, like how mm -hmm. much depth of field you want. And again, the, yeah. these are things that you will only learn if you actually use it. So mm -hmm. um, start with a kit lens. And if you like it, like a, a certain focal length, 
then choose eventually a prime lens that corresponds to it. And mm -hmm. the prime lens advantage is the, the aperture. So on kit lenses, you usually see the highest aperture will be 3.5. And I know probably people are probably confused, like higher, why is it 3.5 and, or, or 3.5 is a smaller hole basically, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah, so on most of my kit lenses, I've always seen like F4 and that's like, f-stop four mm -hmm. that's usually all not f-stop that's usually all i've seen yeah so it's i haven't seen anything lower than that on a kit lens yeah so if you have a kit lens that has 3.5 or f or four that's the f-stop or aperture um your photos are going to be fairly um what do you call this like everything's going to be clear and in focus right but you're not going to have as much of a blurry blur. bokeh background right so if you the lower that number becomes that's when you start to get all that really nice crispy um, foreground and a very blurry background and prime lenses offer that and they offer it um at a very reasonable price the only disadvantage is that you lose the the, the zoom aspect of the lens so that's basically what we're trying to say um yeah prime lenses can range from 100 bucks to like $700, I think there are very high quality prime lenses there, but they are mm -hmm. my favorite lenses too. So definitely start if with those. If you're a Canon R shooter, RF, you're gonna pay, I know for the 85 millimeter, it's a prime lens. It's like 1.2, I think is like ridiculously. I think it's like $3,000. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's $3,000. Yeah. I do not have that. Yeah. I do not own that. I have no use for that, but yeah. It's there. <laughs> It's if there you if you want it. it. Yeah. So one one other tip is that you don't need a prime lens. Depending on what your type of photos you're trying to take, um, let's say you're into uh, travel, right? You probably don't need a prime lens. You probably could do well with a kit lens. And as a matter of fact, you could probably even do just as well using your phone. But the problem is, since Instagram is a visual medium, like you are trying to capture someone's attention using your photos, um, you need to step up your game just a little bit, right? You have to just mm -hmm. do a little bit better than just snapping a photo using your iPhone or your whatever phone that you use and posting it directly. That's why Instagram has these like these editing apps, right? That's built in mm -hmm. so you can make the photo look a little bit more vibrant or a little bit sharper. But um, there are a ton of other apps out there that can help you elevate your photos. And one is Lightroom. Lightroom Mobile, mm -hmm. that's free. You have some free features. You can learn how, how to edit a raw file or just manipulate the, um, the colors, the highlights. And we're not gonna get into that, but these are some of the tools that you can use to, to just improve your mobile uh, phone photography. Is that, mm -hmm. did I say that right? Or, okay. And there's other op options too, such as VSCO. Um, one of my favorites is also, it's called Snapseed. And Snapseed. Yeah. Yes. I, that's what I started with. Yeah. The, the editing on uh, just my iPhone photos. Yeah. With Snapseed. These, it's really a really intuitive app, actually. Mm -hmm. These are very, very good um, apps that you can use to make sure that your photos look, you know, good enough, basically. And you'll be surprised. Like, I have some photos that I've uh, taken using my iPhone, actually, some with my iPad. And just with a little bit of editing, I sometimes forget, like, oh, this was used, uh, I used my iPhone for this and it's, it's actually pretty cool. It's very, you know, camera phones have got come a long way, oh, long, yeah. long way. So you for might be sure. surprised. So if you're, even if you're taking photos using your, your phone, 
that's actually not a big problem. The, the point of this episode is to, to show you different ways of how to take that to the next level. And mm-hmm. another way you can do that is you can buy a those lens attachments for your phone. So there's only two that I recommend, honestly. That would be a wide uh, wide angle lens and a macro lens. Mm-hmm. Have you used a telephoto lens on the, on the phone before? I haven't used any external lens on my cell phone just because... This is just my personal preference. I've spent a lot of money on my cameras. So I refuse to take any like photo that I'm actually trying to make look good on my cell phone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I I mean, I snap photos of my kids, obviously. Like there's a ton of photos on my from my phone, but nothing that I would ever post on Instagram, only because I've not taken the time to learn mobile phone photography. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a lot of things that you can do. And, you know, I understand some of the listeners probably don't have the budget for a camera. So yeah, they only have absolutely. their phone. You can definitely uh, have amazing, get amazing photos using your phone with just a little oh, bit of yeah. editing, um, maybe some attachments, like I said, like the wide angle, if you're taking a photo of your room or a landscape um, mm-hmm. or maybe a, a macro lens, those are actually pretty cool. Um, so yeah, those are what I would recommend. Lightroom, Snapseed, VSCO. I think there's another one I can't really think of right now. But those I are know good. as far as as far as like external lenses, I know um, Polar Pro offers some, yeah. don't they? Yeah, Polar Pro. Um, what's the um, Sandmark? Sandmark. Yeah. Sand Sandmark. They offer some, and also um, what? There's another company. There's actually a lot on on. There is. Yeah, on Amazon. But it's funny, like when you really try the cheap ones, sometimes you're like, mm, it's not as good. So maybe. I, it's been a while since I've actually used one, but there were a couple that I've used that where I was I was kind of impressed with with mm-hmm. the type of quality that you get. So yeah, don't limit yourself to or don't beat yourself up too much if you can't afford a camera right now. Um, oh yeah, you can use your phone and you can just um, you can elevate your your stuff using just your phone and some editing software. Um, but I think one of the important things that we can we need to consider when trying to make to have better photos is lighting. So. My personal tip is shoot during the day because <laughs> Michael likes to use the window. That's really my, Michael. my yeah, that's my my home, basically. When I Michael's the window guy. Yeah, I'm the window guy. It's okay. We've all been the window guy. I was the window lady yeah. <laughs> for a while because the light, like, it, like, lights are expensive. Lights are expensive. And I actually like the, the, um, the way the, where my window is facing in relation mm-hmm. to the sun. So especially like depending on the time of the day, but usually it's around three o'clock, 3 p.m. or later as the sun, you know, goes down just a little bit. The light just comes into my, just streams into my room, into my office just like perfectly. And I can basically place anything around that area and take photo, Mm -hmm. even using my phone. And it will look just more realistic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like using a lot of shadows. I like using a lot of, um, like dramatic lighting is what I call it. And yeah. um, it just brings the object, um, gives it more life, I think. Mm-hmm. And so definitely use that. But Chelsea, since I am not an expert with lighting, I understand that you use a couple of different uh, lighting equipment. Can you give some that you, you know, that you can share with, with the audience? For sure. So I love aperture lights. I'll just start with what I use because that's easy for me to talk about. And then I will give you some that are maybe cheaper and a little more affordable, which I also use. Um, My first one, I know I've said this in like everything I talk about. Um, The Aperture 120D uh, Mark II is a great light. 
it's just um, one color, but you can change the inten- intensity. So it's like full daylight all the time. I think it's probably like 6,200 nits or whatever they call it. I don't even know. Um, so you can't change, like you can't make it warmer or anything, but you can make it, um, you can change the intensity. Like I said, um, I love that with the Aperture Light Dome. It That's what I light everything I ever shoot with. If it's a photo, if it's a video, that's what I use. Um, as far as backlighting goes, I love the Luminate light sticks. I know there's a lot of different variations. I love Luminate because it's full RGB. They are a little bit more expensive as well. I think for one of them, it's like $200 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some smaller ones that are like $100. Um, back to Aperture, I have so many of like their little portable lights. It's like the Aperture MC, which is also full RGB and you can get those for like 90 bucks. So that is really what I would recommend someone on a budget. If they don't have a great window, if they can't go outside to do their photography, I would suggest investing in the Aperture MC lights. They're perfect. They're, they have magnetic strips on the back so you can like stick them literally virtually anywhere. I think Peter McKinnon just released a video today talking about how he stuck some of them underneath his truck for a video. So that's kind of cool. Great little lights. Loom cube has another variation of those tiny lights that you can stick anywhere. I just prefer the, um, aperture. Mm -hmm. I'm in the aperture ecosystem. I like aperture. They're they have great stuff. So everyone seems yeah. to use them like a lot. Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. A lot of content creators use them for mm-hmm. sure. There's I don't know if like the big time filmmakers, they probably probably have don't. their own I don't thing. Know. I think they yeah, rent their own stuff. Know. But yeah, probably. they have like those huge ones. Amazon makes um their own or not Amazon, but on Amazon, you can find a bunch of Godox. I think that's a brand. Those are cheaper. Yes. I don't know if they're good. I've, are they good? I don't know. I've seen a lot of content creators using them recently, and I know. Um, oh, you know what? I do have one light that's a Godox. I just remember that. Okay, is it good? It's good. I just haven't used oh, it in a while because it was too big for the office, so mm-hmm. I moved it out. But I have. I didn't really have any complaints with it uh, actually. You could um, get a smaller um, softbox, like a. Light that's dome. what I'm trying to look for, Chelsea. You I need to look for one. Smaller. Yeah. So the. Aperture 120D that I use, I use a Bowens mount. Mm-hmm. So anything with the Bowens mount, you can mount on that light, which is great. They have so many, I mean, not even Aperture, just like if Godox makes one that you like, if I don't even know what some of the other names of the companies are, but just stick that on there. If you're in a, a smaller space and need a tighter, whatever. Mm-hmm. So right, I'm, I'm going to look, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm learning something today, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some research. Uh, yeah, so those are also don't be afraid to experiment. Like, use your desk lamp if you need lighting. Use yes, I lamp. used to use my desk light when we lived in Hawaii. I couldn't always shoot during the day when the lighting was perfect because mm-hmm. I was keeping both my kids at home at the same time, and so that wasn't that wasn't a thing that was able to happen uh, for me. So when I was shooting, I had this little desk lamp that I used and it worked great. <laughs> you had to like manipulate it in like these all kind of crazy ways, but it worked. You know, you use what use what you have. But that's also what you, how you learn, right? That's also how True. you determine like what type of lighting you want. When you mm-hmm. start to manipulate the things that you that's available to you and you mm-hmm. realize like, okay, this is missing. Like I wish this light was like this or it's a little bit brighter or maybe less bright or maybe more um, 
diffused, mm-hmm. then you can understand, okay, this is the type of equipment or lighting that I need. So yeah, always yeah, use what you to, have. I used to take the shade off of our um, end table lights that was in our living room yeah. and I'd make James hold a sheet and hold the light. <laughs> so it was like diffusing the bulb. It was ridiculous, but it worked. Did you see this LED panel that I have? No. To this day, I saw because I, I lost a remote so I can dim the light. But since I couldn't uh-huh. find the remote, I couldn't dim the light. So what I, what you I did... You put a sheet on it, didn't you? <laughs> no, I put a garbage bag on top. <laughs> like garbage those bag. Are, That works? Yeah, though. that works. The white garbage bag. And so it diffuses the light That's just so enough. Great. And because it's LED, it doesn't really heat up. Um, I even stuck a couple of sheets of, uh, it's so, it's so like, it's not the most presentable thing. So try not to show it off to your clients. You don't want to impress them. Nobody sees your lighting though. (laughs) Nobody sees that. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I have a bunch of like sheets of, uh, what do you call this? Like paper towel to diffuse the light even more. (laughs) Hey, I've actually used paper towels too. Yeah. It works. You can be creative. (laughs) So don't limit yourself. You don't have to buy everything. Or just be like That's me, you you're learn. too lazy. That's how you learn. Yeah, Michael, he has all the necessary things. He could he could get yeah. better lighting. He just chooses not to. Yeah. I'm too lazy. Um, composition, uh, Chelsea, what do you think? What would you what would be your best composition tip? Uh, rule of thirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what that is, Michael tell you tell Michael will tell you what that is. <laughs> so the rule of thirds, if you if you Google it. <laughs> if you google it you'll find we don't know we don't know <laughs> no no if you i really don't know how to explain it that's why i want you to okay so a rule rule of third is basically if you divide a photo using um four okay. lines right two vertical lines and two horizontal lines and in one of those in every cross section of those lines you want to land your subject there your focal point yeah it's not it's called the rule of thirds, but you can always break this rule. But typically, yeah. best practices, when you compose your photo using the rule of thirds, um, they come out pleasing. It's more pleasing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. So look into, literally, like Google rule of thirds. And even your iPhone, if you... Um, if you, you can pull up a grid yeah, pull up on the your grid. iPhone and on your camera. Yeah, you can see... I used to do that before it came just like natural yeah exactly i used to use the grid all the time so use that grid and wherever the the two lines cross like that that middle point basically try to land your subject there so that's a good composition tip um my tip would be to have a an obvious like focal point like an obvious Mm -hmm. subject like you can't just take a picture of a messy room and be like, okay, what am I looking at here? You know what I mean? Because everyone's just going to see a messy room. But if you want to focus on a particular item, maybe try to limit all the, the stuff that's around it. You can move it. I'm sorry. Like, just like, um, <laughs> sorry. Something was coming up my throat. Um, and we heard yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We Everyone heard it. heard it. I'm sorry. But uh, try to m- limit the mess that's around the the desk or... Compose your shot in a way that it's not maybe seen. You know what I mean? That's when mm-hmm. you get really creative with the angles and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that would be my composition tip. And for editing, I like dramatic lighting, like I said. So dark areas or shadows, I like to maybe darken them a little bit more and then enhance the highlights just a tad bit. That's my usual thing. Oh, and I I, I like orange, warm type of um editing 
So I get rid of all the blues and uh, any other colors like greens. You know, I'm not, I limit them. So, but that goes into like the editing software, and you can learn yeah. that as you play play with the program. For sure. And I think that's pretty another much good it. Comp- mm-hmm. comp- uh, compensation. Composition. Composition. I'm off today. This episode is just off. <laughs> this is terrible. We shouldn't even release this garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we should because it's on um, brand. I know. Um, one thing I like to do is have my focal point or my main subject, I like to have it in focus where everything else is kind of just a tad bit out of focus. I don't like to do the super blurry I mean, sometimes I do. It depends on what I'm shooting. If I'm shooting portraits, I like to have that super creamy, blurry background. But when I'm shooting my office, I like to have my desk in focus. Usually one thing that I'm focusing on on my desk is my monitor. So I make sure that's in focus. Everything else can just be slightly out of focus. And so that brings your viewers' eyes. Like they immediately see that and they're like, oh, that's the focal point. Yeah. That's just kind of one thing that that's uh, that's my rule of thumb mm-hmm. when shooting my office you just have to be mindful i think right mm-hmm. like whatever you're shooting you just can't randomly shoot something and post it and expect people to really like it right so you have to yeah. be mindful what are you trying what is your intention are you trying to show them a particular subject or area in the photo then be mindful of that and use the environment to, mm-hmm. to showcase that um, that's pretty much it, I think, Chelsea, for today's topic. We didn't want to dive in like too deep because it's going to take us forever. And knowing us, it's definitely going to take us forever. Um, so, but I understand we have some news for this episode. We do we? Do. All right. We do. News is my favorite part. So. Hello, Michael. And for today's news, we have YouTube trying to steal from TikTok. No, that's not true. What's new? (laughs) That's not not news, Chelsea. (laughs) That's that's common knowledge. So YouTube recently said it will begin testing shorts, a short form video feature that aims to compete with TikTok. And I guess they plan on testing this in March in the US. How do you feel about that, Michael? I'm so confused, Chelsea. I am too, because they already have like a 15 second, I think it might be longer than that, but YouTube already has a feature like that. I was actually watching it this morning. It's a lot like Instagram Reels. It's almost exactly like Instagram Reels, actually. I'm so confused because people who use YouTube um, are a very specific people, right? They use YouTube Mm -hmm. to watch, to learn, to just long form, you know, longer form videos. And that's why we go to YouTube. Yeah. If we want short form, quick videos, we go to TikTok exact, or we go to Instagram. Or Instagram, yeah. So Instagram. We're not going to YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's like Instagram makes kind of sense when they try to do the TikTok formula because they usually, originally just offered more pictures, right? And the carousel mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And although they offered videos, it's, it's in a very different format. But it makes sense for them to try the same formula because it's a little bit more of... Um, I guess people spend less time on a particular post on Instagram versus on a video on YouTube, right? So yeah, I'm confused. I don't know what why they're doing it this. Doesn't even, I feel like it doesn't even make sense for YouTube to to test this. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I mean, on a business standpoint, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a business lady. Maybe maybe they're just trying to disrupt it. They, they just don't want yeah, TikTok probably. to take over video format, um, video. I don't think TikTok is going to take over the long format of of 
content creation for videos like YouTube is doing. I don't think they have anything to worry about, but. Ah, but that is an interesting point. What if, Chelsea, you see how big the user base is on TikTok. It's crazy. On TikTok, yeah. yeah. What if one day TikTok says, we should start to make our, we should make our own version of YouTube, like longer videos. Then I think YouTube should be worried. Maybe that's why they're doing this. Maybe they're trying to nip it in the bud somehow. How is this going to nip it in the bud? I have no idea. I'm not a business person. I don't don't know why you asked me this, Chelsea. I don't know. I thought we were just having a conversation. (laughs) This is the terrible news section. But um, is that, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, that's just something to think about. Um, If you guys have any more information about that, let us know because I'm genuinely... I'm interested in knowing why they're doing this. I guess we'll find out when they start testing it. But that wraps up our new section. I hope you enjoyed it. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, Chelsea, do we have any shout outs for this episode? We do. I know I briefly talked about uh, my friends over at Aperture. They recently launched several new lights. Super cheap, too. I don't know why I didn't talk about this. Probably because I've not had like hands-on experience with them. But they've launched three new lights that start at 200 bucks, And they I was watching some YouTube videos. These lights compete with, like, the bigger lights, like the 300X or the 120D that I have. So if you guys are interested, go check them out. I love Aperture. I use them for every lighting scenario pretty much. Chelsea would but, not shut up about Aperture. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, again, again with ap- Aperture? Fine. If I go, go, like guys, it. go buy Aperture just so just, Chelsea wouldn't. Stop. Just help me. <laughs> no, actually, Aperture is really good. Like, like, I'm actually I jealous. I don't get any kickback from uh, No, she doesn't. She doesn't. I'm actually <laughs> jealous. Like, one of the one of my goals is to actually get one of their lights or some of them. I'm going to have to buy Michael an Aperture light. <laughs> but I've got a trash bag right here, Chelsea. I don't he need it. He has a trash bag and paper towels. Like, he's good. <laughs> you guys, come on. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was really long-winded, but simple. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was. I hope you guys got some value because I feel like we were just rambling. <laughs> we kind of were, but that's yeah, us. That's, that's our brand. Um, yeah, we do have some crappy. exciting um, content that's coming up in the in the following weeks. I think um, I haven't really shared everything with Chelsea yet, but we have um, some plans. So we'll see. We'll see I guess we have plans, guys. I have no idea. He told me he was going to do this. He's like, I have an episode idea, but I'm not going to tell you. Uh, yeah, I'm that's like, right. Oh, I said I was going to announce it on the, on the episode, but I guess I didn't. This is the you only announcement. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But I will share it with okay. Chelsea uh, after we hit stop in this recording. And you guys are just going to have to wait and see. I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to be left in the dark, isn't it? <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you once again for hanging out with us and chatting. I hope we brought you guys some value. If you're listening through iTunes, don't forget to leave us some stars, leave us a review. Michael loves to obsess over those. And don't forget to send in your listener questions. I know we've not really been promoting that much, but send in your questions. We want to answer them and engage with you guys. And I guess that's it. Thank you again so much for hanging out with your favorite coffee and pizza crew. Until next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Michael. Signing off. Bye. Bye.